0: 398,
1: 399, Uh, Rock and roll, Randy. This year, you're mine.
2: All Daria, all the time. Even on Sundays. This is the Lawndale Lowdown. The Lawndale Lowdown.
1: This is mine.
2: Me. I've got
0: to be Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Lawndale Lowdown. This will be episode eleven. Like I said, I still like I say this will be as if, you know, as opposed to something else. Um, I'm Ognor, joined by Princess Pastor as always. Hello. Hello. And what follows is gonna be a very interesting episode because you probably won't this this'll this'll be cleaned up when I edit it, but um particularly for the for the length of intros and sound clips and that the program I use to do that has decided for some reason due to I've had a change of setup and I can't seem to get it to play properly, but as I say you won't you won't notice this in post because I'll have just inserted the actual sound clips in, but yeah, this is going to be a technical as 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 I speak to you now I have everything I have the files on my phone to play so the princess pastor can hear them. <laughs> because you can't hear them if I use the program that's not working properly, and that I hopefully will have figured out by the next time we do this. Technology, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. So we're back to sort of a semi, semi-regular um, format as opposed to the last episode. Yeah. We don't really. Normally we have a sort of fan fiction thing in the middle, but we don't this time, mainly because. We don't really. I think we. I can't remember whether we've discussed this actually on the episodes before, but we've kind of run out of steam on that for the time being.
2: Yeah.
1: So we'll try and do other
0: things in the meantime. But we will start by doing this.
1: Does that mean we're on TV?
0: So we're going to talk about episode. It's not episode 11, it's episode 10 of season (laughs) 1, The Big House. Because we did the 20th anniversary thing every. The the episodes for now are kind of out of sync. It's like, oh, this is episode eleven of the podcast. We're doing episode ten of the show.
2: It's all right. We'll figure it out. It's, um,
0: <laughs> it's the big house. So the the plot in a sentence: Helen and Jake set up ground rules for Daria and Quinn after both come home late. When Quinn breaks the rules, the girls are tried in family court and are grounded for a month.
2: Was it really a month? Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I didn't occur didn't occur to me that. So as as the episode suggests, we start off with and Daria sneaking home in somebody's car. We don't know whose car. After going somewhere, we don't know where. More on that later. She tries to sneak into the house, at which point Quinn's outside.
2: Of course. <laughs> because she's
0: always out late. And she's trying to get Quinn to tell to tell her how to sneak in, but um, um, their parents hear them and open the window. Jake's trying to be authoritative, and, and, and Helen's basically, as she does, saying, you know, more, more la- louder or something like that. And Jake just like, let me handle this. Of course. So anyway, they they come through and um, and Helen's talking about how disappointed she is that they broke a cur- curfew. To which Dario responds that she didn't even know they had one.
2: Exactly. I'm like, talk- do they have a curfew? And and
0: and Jake didn't know either, <laughs> which is quite funny. Of course. He's just saying, you know, I didn't know either. But according to your mother, <laughs> makes sense. And so basically, Helen decides they need a set of rules. Basically to work by. Quinn is being quite dramatic, saying, oh, I'm being crushed by these rules and regulations and all this sort of stuff. It's um, literally
2: just one rule.
0: Yeah. And um, she says she's going on a date, but well, then they said, oh, you can't you can't have a date on a school night. And she says, oh, no, I have a date to meet my algebra study group. Oh, yeah. Which Jake totally falls for, of course.
2: Somehow, because that totally makes sense for Quinn to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's not out of character at all. Anyway, I think it's at this point that um, Quinn talks about saying, oh, you know, curfews could go to people late curfews should go to people who could use them, popular people with lots of friends which <laughs> leads to one of a few running jokes in the episode really, where various quotes seem to various lines seem to be spewed, and Jake is trying to figure out if they were said by Thomas Jefferson or not
2: <laughs> Yeah, he's like, Jefferson, and he's just like, no
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, it's because Darius said Saying, who said that? Was it was it Thomas Jefferson or Barbie? To <laughs> so which Jake responds, it couldn't be Jefferson. And <laughs> but he's
2: like totally serious about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, he's legitimately trying to figure it out. So anyway, naturally, of course, Quinn was on a date and comes in late and gets busted basically because they had a sign in sheet. Yeah, she and signs in like somehow... eleven or something. Yes, yeah, Quinn signs in before Quinn signs in before Jake goes to bed, but she wasn't actually She writes on the signing sheet that she came in before Jake goes to bed, but she wasn't there when Jake went to bed, so she basically busts herself. Yeah. I think Jake makes a point of, I thought you got that watch fixed, and Dari goes, a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) And so what ends up happening is they do a big, um, one of the conditions is they have to do a family court if there's um, a breaking of the rules. Which Helen produces these rules that look like they were written on, like, stone tablets, like, in the Bible or something. Yeah, it's like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah, with, um, with Jake going, do I have to read these? <laughs> and so, in the school, um, Jody's trying to sell tickets to um, a teachers versus rock and roll DJ, rock DJs hockey game.
2: Which, I don't know how they come up with these fundraisers.
0: <laughs> Jane's, like, wants to buy tickets and Dara's like, are you serious? And Jody basically explains you you know, having a heart attack or something the last time it happened.
2: Yeah, they all have like bets whether he's going to have another heart attack.
0: Yeah, and he's and Dario's not convinced and Jody basically sells her by saying, you know how people go to um, car races in the hopes of, in, in thinking, hoping they'll see a crash? <laughs> which, yeah, which she's which, like, well, so right. she says that Dario says, I'm in. <laughs> so anyway, they end up having the court thing with Jake um, being appointed the judge, which he takes quite seriously to the point where he's stacking furniture to make himself to put the thing he's sitting on quite high. Which, it's amazing how he's dragging stuff... He's, he's able to seemingly very quickly and easily drag heavy furniture around and lift it up and things like that, which is quite weird. <laughs> I mean, he, he drags a chair. He, he, he struggles to push a chair into place, then he takes the table. He decides he's not high enough, so he needs to put the chair on the coffee table.
2: I mean, it's a very that, shake thing that's to a do. Very
0: th- that's a very thick, sturdy coffee table, to, to support a chair on it, but anyway... And somehow he manages to single-handedly, very quickly, get the chair up onto the table.
2: Yeah, without like any which sort of is, help.
0: You know, cartoon logic. They end up starting the trial, and Quinn says, "You know, oh, I have a prior engagement." Uh, and she does it again. She says, "She, she, instead of saying she's on a date, she says she's got the school's adopt a highway scheme again." They're not like they're not twigging, hang on, since when did she start doing that stuff? No, they just accept it.
2: Great. Right, like, they're gonna not very plead. good at this.
0: She just says, I was gonna plead guilty anyway. And, Dar- <laughs> yeah, and then she like... goes, Daria says, um, what is it? Daria says, I plead guilty too and throw myself at the mercy of your fair judgment. And Jake's response is just, well said, grounded for a month <laughs> and you know there's an argument about who's whether they stayed out late. and, and yeah, uh, like, about the fact that Quinn was the one who went out when she shouldn't have been.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So anyway, she goes into school. She goes into school and mentions that she won't be going to the game anymore because she's grounded. I like a little bit where where they're all discussing the pool of when Di- Di- martine is going to go down, and, jo- right. and Jody's jody's going. You're all so insensitive. And then kev I think it's Kevin, says to him, what, "What? What have you got in the pool?" And she just goes something like two minutes in on the third quarter. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> it's like it's all right. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs>
0: And so Daria mentions that she's been grounded and, and talks about her, all the stuff, how she's been subjected to prudence and prudence and it's some weird experiments.
2: Yeah, because they're like, what did you get grounded for?
0: And it's like, oh, you know, these, p- these people form my genetic makeup, at which point you notice that Kevin's like got this look on his face like, whoa, like this is all really weird.
2: <laughs> of course, because he probably has like no idea what she's talking about. <laughs>
0: So anyway, the grounding. Anyway, the grounding starts, and you've got like Quinn basically on the phone constantly trying to find out information about people. Of course, Daria is basically winning board games all the time, and also is learning to play the uh, the the, um, the uh, learning to play harmonica. <laughs> to which point, Jake's like, you know, could you stop? And you, and she she does this thing where she goes, "He's going when I may be behind these bars, but when I play this, was it this rusty old harp? My soul flies free as a bird." <laughs> the best thing <laughs> is she delivers it in such a kind of unconvincing mon- flat way my soul flies free as a bird <laughs> oh i we're talking about it. I don't think she <laughs> yeah. and Jake says oh I'm sorry you carry on and then she immediately walks to the door and starts playing even louder it's
2: like, where where's she even kid harmonica
0: I so, say. so she's basically beating um, her parents at board games as well and reading books and Quinn's pacing around like, like the only thing worse than reading a book is watching someone read a book <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" I like, "Isn't that what you're doing?" <laughs> and and Quinn in the end is saying, "Okay, give me something to read." <laughs> and Dari is saying, "You know, oh, here's this one. It's about a popular girl who all the guys fight over."
2: Yeah, and she's just like, "This is a trick."
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a trick, isn't it? And she just goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, and um, was it J- Jody and? Uh, that was the other thing about the Monopoly game. It just, just a little thing I noticed while I was watching. it He mentions, "Oh, Jake lands on Park Lane, and Darius saying, Park Lane has a hotel." Although, so this is just, it's just a weird little thing. And there's probably a few metals, but I noticed that where the property he lands on actually doesn't have a hotel. But <laughs> oh, okay. they just say it does. <laughs> it's just one weird thing that I noticed. I'm like yeah, it has a hotel, and she's trying to go. He's trying to negotiate how to how to get out of it, basically. And Helen can tell that Darius is trying to get a grounding revoked. Uh, Helen, of course, and he's going, oh, oh, but and going. You, and Helen's going. You can't revoke her grounding, and he goes, but I'm losing. <laughs> so anyway, Jody and Jane turn up because, um because Kevin's all about. Oh, they've been been worried, concerned. They're doing experiment. They're experimenting on Daria because <laughs> he has uh, no uh, idea what J- she was and talking J- about <laughs> And like, brings Jody around to say, see, nothing. See, everything's normal. <laughs> Although, <laughs> although, what's he say? Also, the, the the clothing would 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 hide any. It's something like would hide any any electrodes below the neck.
2: <laughs> oh God.
0: <laughs> Jane, uh, Jane Jane does have. I think there are some of my favorite Jane lines in this episode. What was he saying, Mister DiMartino? He almost died, but his work wasn't done. Ugh, not all of his students were were wetting the bed yet. <laughs> so so this year he's determined to snatch victory from the jaws of death. <laughs> Only Jane. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she Daria announces that, no, she's she's done her time and she's going to bust out. Kevin and Brittany, Kevin's talking to Brittany about what hap- what's happening to Daria and talking about generic makeup.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Brittany's just like, I hate that generic makeup. It gives me hives.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what Kevin's just like.
0: <laughs> and he's going, she's weird enough at the saying It's just, you see, I mean, she's weird enough as it is. Yeah,
2: like. Of course, this So is anyway, terrible. she's
0: planning on sneaking out and comes up with this whole plan, does Daria. Then she gets um, phone calls from both Helen and Jake to say that they're going to be home late because of various things. So yeah, immediately so switches to... back to Jane and goes, and goes change of plan, come and pick me up, I'll be at the front door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How do you ground someone and then not show up?
0: Like... <laughs> and then as she's leaving, Quinn's like, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm taking the night off and... <laughs> And she's going, I'm afraid. She goes, I'm afraid if I don't get out, I might do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, she ends up at the game anyway. And um, Di Martino doesn't have a heart attack, but he does get smacked. Uh, rock and roll Randy, one of the other hockey players, has managed to, sm- to smack him in the knee with his um, with his hockey stick. <laughs> and Andrea thinks she's won when he goes down, and she's like, yes. <laughs> and then he manages to pull himself up, and she's just going, damn it. <laughs>
2: So sad how many people are like waiting for him
0: to have heart attack. <laughs> yeah, to wait for his is like, can I ask for? A, can we get a refund? And um, <laughs> and Jane's like, oh, he could still he could still go down. He all the strain all the strain on on his knee could cause him to collapse or something like that. And just just trying to find the silver lining. <laughs> sort of the whole hockey match di- devolves into a full blown fight with uh, Miss Barch beating the hell out of Randy. Yeah, because why not?
2: <laughs> Knew that was bound to happen. <laughs>
0: And so they go home, and obviously, Daria realizes her parents are home, so they realize she's got out. <laughs> and Quinn, ba and it sounds like Quinn basically snitched.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, She just tells on her like, "Oh, she left." <laughs> and then
0: she's, and then she's, she's basically negotiating, saying, "Oh, you know, think of the cost of keep of the upkeep, Scrabble, Risk, Monopoly." <laughs> and Helen's going, "You've got a point." So they mention, you know, that oh, she she's she's on probation because she's proved she needs she understands the need for discipline and Quinn's like and Quinn's like oh but I won't understand what you just said or something so they let her off as well
2: yeah she's like well what about me I didn't go out so like how's that fair
0: and it kind of ends anyway back in the pizza back in the pizza game where Dari is saying you know basically she she convinced her parents that she was too boring to ground
2: I mean it's true
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what even says. I think she says, the sad part is it's kind of true.
2: Yeah, like, you <laughs> don't really need to ground her.
0: And then Kevin's walking up to her saying, okay, now now tell me the truth, because he's saying they didn't do an experiment on me. He's going, now tell me the truth, he's going. And she goes on about how they put a special implant in her head. Yeah, and it's just like, I knew it. Yeah, what does it do? It's like, what does it, do? It's just, it attracts gullible boys. And it's like, is it working? Oh, does it work? And she goes, it's working right now. <laughs> and then like, Kevin think- Kevin's like, "Cool." And he thinks about it for a minute, and, suddenly- and then he actually realizes what she just said, and said, "That is not cool, man." And I'm thinking, "I'm thinking, wow, he actually figured. I'm, I'm amazed that Kevin actually figured it out, even if it did take him a second.
2: Come I on, I think it's the first time he's ever figured out a joke. <laughs>
0: that's the weird thing. Is like a joke to provoke kind of dominos. But I'm thinking he actually, she, she cracked a joke, and he actually got it. <laughs> I'm thinking that's actually smart for him.
2: So maybe he's the one who's had a device blade in his head.
0: That's basically who, and that ends with another Jefferson where he said, um, there's no sight on earth like a football player trying to think. And Jane's like, who said that? And then Dara just goes, I believe it was Jefferson. (laughs) So there was a couple of um, running jokes. There was the thing about, what is it, um, calling people geeks, basically, for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah." be. He was like, you know, Jake, you're such a geek. And Dara saying, you know, there was someone once said. Someone said it's important not to look geeky.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. There was another running joke that sort of went through the episode. Oh, it's um, Quinn a couple of times going, "You misunderstand. You misunderstand my use of the word date or the word love." Oh like yeah. That. <laughs>
2: That's
0: the big house. It's um, it's a decent episode. It's, uh, you know, it's I quite like. I quite liked it on rewatching it.
2: Uh, Even I mean, if some of it
0: doesn't make sense, but.
2: <laughs> I think it's one of those like funny episodes. But it's actually one that I don't watch too much. Like it's funny, but I don't know. It's just one of the ones that I don't like automatically pick when I'm trying to pick an episode.
0: I mean, when I was picking clips for it, I was kind of like trying. I was I was actually having to pick things. I'm like, well, okay, how am I gonna? There quite a lot of good lines, I think, and I'm thinking, and let's bits of dialogue, and I'm thinking, what can I pick here without basically clipping the entire episode?
2: Yeah, because the thing with this episode is there's a lot of like. A lot of the funnier parts are just a lot of back and forth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying not to take, like, 40-second dialogue and things like that, so... This is the part where we use our wonderful, shiny technology to do clips. (laughs) Yes. Um, Daria talking to Quinn about dignity.
2: Well, for
1: one thing, stop tiptoeing around like a geek. Have a little dignity, Daria.
3: If I had any dignity, do you think I'd be out here letting you try and teach me how to be cool?
1: Whatever. (laughs)
3: I <laughs> just love
0: how Quinn just dismisses that, like, whatever.
2: I know, like, who cares?
0: <laughs> and it's just a great thing, you know. If I had any dignity, would I be out here letting you tell me how to be cool?
2: Exactly. <sighs> I don't think she would ever subject herself
0: to that. An example of um of Quinn being... um being dramatic in this episode
1: the point is you were out way too late which is why tonight we're going to destroy our lives with your crushing rules and regulations i can't breathe mother i can't breathe
2: i love quick
0: <laughs> yeah that, that that caught me by surprise actually because it played quicker than i was expecting it to <laughs> but oh, anyway like... <laughs> so here's the first jefferson reference anyway
1: well, Everybody knows that late curfews should go to people who can really use them—attractive and
3: popular people with lots of friends. Wow, who said that? Thomas Jefferson, or was it Barbie?
0: It can't be Jefferson. Of
1: course not. No pinheaded historical person could ever make that much sense.
0: Should we be impressed at this at this point that Quinn knows that Jefferson is a historical figure, or is that just basic stuff?
2: Well, she says historical figure doesn't mean she knows what he has done. <laughs>
0: So, anyway, Quinn Quinn being busted. I actually cut this from a much longer one, but here we go.
1: The study group you went to. The sign-in sheet says you got back at 11.30. But now that I think about it, I went to bed at 11.45. Hey,
0: I thought you got that watch fixed.
3: A couple of times. Prepare to be busted.
0: I just love I just love the way in the middle of that the toaster just pops up.
2: Well, I love that she puts 11.30 when, like, she obviously knows... <laughs> yeah. That they would know you weren't back at eleven thirty, like <laughs> unless she's just assuming that he did. Like, that they went to bed early? But
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know how she figured that was going to work. But anyway, so she's not as smart as she thinks. Clint Fliff. I. I think I spelt the name. of the, I spelled this wrong. But anyway, here it goes.
1: Yes, I went on a date, but we're in love, and all the rules and regulations in the world can't stop that. In love with whom? His name is Cliff. Uh, No, wait, it's Clint. I'm not positive, but I can find out at school. You don't even know his name, and you're in love
0: with him! I love how angry Jake is. (laughs) He's got a point.
2: (laughs) I mean, obviously she's just exaggerating as usual.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all the rules can't, all the regulations of the world can't stop it. Victory from the jaws of death now.
1: Mr. DiMartino had to have an emergency angioplasty. He almost died. But a voice told him his work here on Earth wasn't finished. Some of his students weren't wetting the bed yet. This year he's more determined than ever to snatch victory from the jaws
0: of death. <laughs> I love just how <laughs> morbid Jane is in that. Well, they all are, really, if they've got a pool or do you want to, you know, having a heart attack? But well, there you
3: go. I know, they're just like, oh, he's going to have a heart attack.
0: And another, another
3: Jefferson bit. But a court procedure? Isn't that a little bureaucratic?
1: Bureaucracy is the price we pay for impartiality. Jefferson. Stalin.
2: <laughs> I love how she just like no, it's Stalin, like of all people. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen Wood quotes Stalin. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, for so It's just a just a random thing how she pulls out. Oh yeah, just uh, some Russian some 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 communist guy. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs>
0: I was if I say Stalin downplay Stalin, oh he was some communist guy. Yeah. Like <laughs> for some reason. This is probably my favorite little diary. This contains probably my favorite little diary from this whole episode.
3: While I respect the effort that's gone into this... Oh my god, I almost forgot!
1: Sorry, Counselor. The court requires this accoutrement.
3: Oh, for heaven's sake. There! Family court is now in session. Careful. Don't fall off the accoutrement. (laughs)
0: I know, just, <laughs> it's just that little bit Careful, don't fall off the accoutrement I know <laughs> just, just, I, I, I just I always feel like, like Jay's got some word a day calendar or something and just, just, just the word accoutrement Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, who just uses that in casual conversation? <laughs> just, the court requires this accoutrement <laughs> Generic makeup Or genetic makeup, one of the two I'm
3: just the victim of a bizarre experiment In parental justice
0: An experiment? you?
3: Yeah. They deliberately exposed me to jurisprudence. Whoa! That's a little twisted. Yeah. The sad part is that these are the people responsible for my genetic makeup.
0: And that starts something off in... (laughs) Kevin, I'll be just
2: like, whoa.
0: (laughs) Whoa, that's pretty twisted.
2: Yeah, look, I wonder what he thought she was talking about.
0: (laughs) So where are we here? Oh, um, Quinn, um, hogging the phone. Honey, I need to make a call. I'll
1: just be a sec, Dad. What about his hair? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Would you say his teeth were round or more squarish? Right, uh-huh. I know, squarish is so hot. Now let's get back to the six other guys he was with. <sighs>
2: <laughs> my am she's talking about someone's teeth, like of all things.
0: <laughs> um, I've lost my place on these clips now. Uh, oh, here we go. So we had genetic makeup, now it's generic makeup. She said her parents are trying to change her generic makeup or something.
1: They really should. I hate that generic makeup. It gives me hives. But it's so freaky, babe. I mean, she's
2: weird enough as it is.
0: (laughs) Uh, Kevin trying to be a detective of some sort.
2: (laughs) Gives him something to do, I guess.
0: Yeah, That's just a random weird little side plot in the episode, to be honest.
2: Right, like him trying to figure out what her parents are doing.
0: (laughs) Oh, the, uh, the old rusty rusty harp.
2: Yeah, hi,
1: Daria. I was kind of wondering if maybe you could stop now.
3: Dad, these tired bones may be locked behind prison walls, but when I play this rusty old harp, my soul flies free as a bird.
1: I'm sorry, honey. You go on and play.
2: <laughs> I love how Jake's like, yeah, could you stop now?
0: <laughs> He's like, yeah, kind of stop." What have we got? Oh, Mom. More mentions of hives, because why not?
1: Kevin's all weirded out. He says her parents have come up with some sick punishment that gives her hives. They've been giving her hives
0: for years. Just a little casual thing.
2: <laughs> I love what Jane's like, her. Oh, that's been happening forever.
0: <laughs> that, I don't know why, I just... I just, I, just, I, just, I, just lo- I just particularly love Jane's interactions with people in this episode for some reason. Just some of the stuff she comes out with. She always has the best jokes. <laughs> Busting out, because of
3: course. The confinement has made me desperate. If I don't get out, I'm afraid I'll do something crazy. Really? No, I'm going to the roller hockey game. Are you?
1: Oh, uh, no. I'm not looking for any trouble, but you go ahead.
0: Oh, but she's like, oh, no. <laughs> you you just carry on. Just that weird thing, Joseph. I think I might do something Crazy. Right. There's <laughs> the look on her face when she says that, it's like...
2: But she's just like, no, just going to the wrong hockey game.
0: <laughs> a silver lining.
3: I don't suppose we can get a refund. He could still have the heart attack. He tries walking on the bad knee, and the pain is so bad, his heart stops. Right.
2: Just trying to find the silver lining. <laughs> the pain's so bad, his heart stops.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> Uh, Wonderful people.
3: It's our policy to be tough, especially on youthful transgressors. But think of the effort you have to spend on incarceration, scrabble, risk, monopoly, operation.
1: I see your point.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Having to
0: play board games is somehow they're being punished more.
2: I mean, if they always
3: lose.
0: (laughs) And finally, um, just a little bit of um, talk of gullible boys.
3: I had a magnetic device implanted in my head. I knew it! What's it do? It attracts gullible boys. Cool. Does it work? It's working right now. Whoa, dude, that is very uncool. There's no sadder sight on this earth than a football player trying to think. Who said that? I believe it was Jefferson.
0: Apparently I (laughs) recorded more of that than I thought I did. anyway, you get the idea. I thought I thought I'd cut that last bit off, but no, I believe it was Jefferson. <laughs> Again, the the running gag throughout the entire episode finally finishes.
2: I do love those episodes though.
0: The, the, the first episode I remember where th- th- there seems to be that running gags. those running gag.
2: Might be right because I don't know. I feel like we would have mentioned it if it was in the other episodes, and I don't think that we did. So, <laughs> I think you might be right.
0: I concludes those clips for that episode. As I say, quite. As I say there's quite a lot of other stuff I could have clipped, but I sort of had to sort of draw the line somewhere. <laughs>
2: just have the whole episode recorded
0: i feel, i feel I feel like it's an episode that's more the humor's more in actual full-blown dialogue probably rather than individual lines yeah mind you I, th- I suppose that that could be true for quite a few episodes honestly but i think this one well, depends i mean obviously there's those running jokes but i mean generally speaking it's kind of the humor comes in sort of the conversations like
2: yeah you're right because the plot itself isn't so much funny but it's just the way that they like handle it that makes it funny
0: mind you I, I suppose it's kind of kind of an accurate thing and that the whole morbid thing of the taking bets on something bad happening i mean I, I, i'm pretty sure that similar things have happened when teachers have been involved with something in my school like trying, trying to take a bet on right who's gonna get
2: hurt <laughs> i mean <laughs> i feel like that's something i would do
0: <laughs> right so that's enough for that now one thing i was i did briefly mention at the top of the show oh dear <laughs> Uh-oh. So there was a thing we were going to talk about on the Daria forum, the paper pusher message board, and um, I just clicked on it, and apparently the forum's not working right now.
2: <laughs> oh, I have it up. I helps. have it up.
0: Oh, God. I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't get to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not showing up for me. It says, oh, there's an error.
2: Oh, well, in that case, we were going to talk about um, who Daria was out with in the beginning of the episode since there's been a lot of fan speculation about what she was doing and who she was with since we never see that car again, or before.
0: <laughs> because, I mean, we know we know for certain it's not Trent's car.
2: Yeah, which I think is the only car we've really seen so far, besides her parents, obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, as far as we're no one, I don't think at this point, nobody Daria knows would be, in her own sort of age group, would be driving at this stage, so...
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody would, not quite yet. So it'd have to be somebody they know that has a car and can drive, <laughs> which is a very limited number of people that I can think of.
0: Although I do love how this is kind of just this random open-ended thing, like she just turned, as I said, it's never explained, she's just being, at, being out somewhere. And it's particularly well, interesting because she's never been shown to be particularly sociable, which makes it even more Yeah, like, where
2: would she be out so late at night that she doesn't tell her parents? Like, it's just very weird. Yeah. I mean, there is a, an interesting post on here that somebody found um, from the old uh, Daria chats that they had. I think it was when the show – I'm not sure if it was in the middle of like the seasons or like when the show was ending, but they had some uh, web chats where you could talk to the characters. Um, and someone did ask uh, Daria in the beginning of The Big House whose car do you get out late of, breaking your curfew – Uh, To which she says, I promised the governor I would never reveal that.
0: (laughs) I do remember that (laughs) post, yeah.
2: (laughs) We do not know (laughs) who it was. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, there are some interesting theories. Like, somebody on here said uh, it looks like Guy's car from the guy from the Mall of Millennium who ends up taking the fashion club to the mall when they're supposed to be (laughs) at school, which, I mean... So weird because why would daria i mean she does ride with him in that episode but it's kind of like
0: <laughs> i remember it says oh thanks for the ride uh guy yeah so it's like i'm pretty sure i'm going out of limb here i don't think that his actual name is guy i think you
2: know, right just... yeah I'm like this person says that's his name but i'm pretty sure that we don't know what his name is
0: <laughs> i mean there's a million and one things it could be i mean this is is this i, I i'm trying to remember if she's They've actually been to see Mystic Spiral before. the before now. Oh, uh,
2: oh, I don't think so. At least not that they've mentioned, because that's not until, uh, what,
0: um. Oh, the, oh, the, yeah, because the because the, the fact that he isn't a bat. I don't think the fact that Trent's in a band has been brought up yet.
2: No, that's uh, what Road Warrior. That's Road
0: Warrior, which is yeah, coincidentally so the next up. episode,
2: <laughs> of course. <laughs> but yeah, that hasn't quite come
0: up yet. So so they haven't been yet. So. So I'm thinking that the the fact that she doesn't know there's so they obviously haven't been to see she hasn't obviously hasn't been to see a band well that band anyway.
2: Well, I guess I know we said they couldn't drive, but isn't she 16? Can't you? Don't you get your permit at 16?
0: Well, she's a year older than Quinn, isn't she? Or is she 15? I, <laughs> I know, don't
2: Quinn's, know. Quinn's
0: Quinn's a freshman at this point.
2: So Quinn would be 14.
0: So Dara will be 15 or 16. Okay, so no,
2: she can't. Well, I'm like, if they're 16, then I think they can have their permit. But if she's 15, then no.
0: Well, maybe there's a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old driving. Who knows? Yeah, we have no idea. It's just a a, a random little thing that just generated some discussion, I guess.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, it's just interesting that people are like, who was she with?
0: (laughs) It's just completely weird compared to what we know about Dara at this point.
2: Yeah, it's like out of character for her to be out with anyone she
0: doesn't really know. She's got secret. She's got a secret group of friends who, in another school that nobody knows about.
2: <laughs> can you imagine?
0: <laughs> she's secretly popular.
2: We knew it. <laughs>
0: I'll be honest. I don't really have much on this. To be honest, it was just a
2: yeah, it's just a little interesting.
0: So, with that in mind, I guess. As I say we can We're kind of doing this in lieu of the fact that we don't really have anything in terms of a middle bit for the show.
2: Yeah, as far as fan fiction goes, it's kind of. For both of us right now, we haven't really, like, read much new stuff, and then, like, it's just a matter of going through the stuff we have read and trying to pick, like, a suitable
0: topic. And that's the way it is. I mean, if if, any, if anyone listening has any ideas that you think might be interesting, you know, let us know uh, via the usual methods. Uh, email longdellowdown at gmail.com, Twitter longdellowdown, Facebook com slash lowdown, the usual bits yeah you know we're open to, we're open to suggestions you know we're we're always looking for um new ideas to do on the show keep things interesting okay so with that in mind, we will move on to the um traditional thing we do to win the show, which is this next
2: on six Ad world
0: real life six ad world as usual i you was know, i I' was struggling to find much for this to be honest, so I just settled on i just thought this was interesting um woman loves Marmite so much she eats it as a pasta sauce. Oh, no. Marmite, a classic um, British institution.
2: Now, for those people listening at home who are not familiar with Marmite, maybe you could give us a little (laughs) rundown.
0: So basically, it's like a spread, basically, made from yeast extract, or to use Wikipedia's definition of that, which is kind of what's left over from brewing beer, which sounds delightful. It's got this reputation over here. It was always advertised as you either love it or you hate it. I mean, there's a, there's an expression that, you know, someone who's... I mean, someone who, a person who is that dis- divisive, you know, that people generally either love them or hate them, and there's not much middle ground. There's an expression over here that it said, that person's very Marmite, basically. <sighs> so anyway, yeah, so there's this picture of this woman. This is via metro.co.uk, and this this woman who has... who has basically a kitchen with jars of marmite stacked all over the place she's wearing a marmite hat and apron it's like she has a shrine yeah a little shrine, she even has a little gift box that has like a golden jar of marmite it's very, very peculiar Um, but personally I've never eaten actual marmite I've eaten marmite flavoured things like uh, biscuits and crisps and things like that and I quite like them but I've never eaten actual marmite blasphemy (laughs) Here we go. A woman loves Marmite so much she eats it for every meal, carries a jar in her handbag, and licks it off the spoon like a lollipop. Oh, jeez. So, Shelley McClellan, at 45, leaves people in no doubt of where she stands on the love-it-hate-it divide. She's so obsessed that she even eats it as a pasta sauce and puts it on cereal and tuna. Ugh. The idea of Marmite going on cereal doesn't sound good to me. No. (laughs) well, none of it, anyway. Here we go. The mum of one from Hemel Hempstead in Hertfordshire claims to have eaten thousands of jars in her lifetime. That can't be... I'm pretty sure Marmite's quite salty. I'm not sure that's healthy. <laughs> but in any event, she grew up in Burton, the home of Marmite, and now eats it with everything. And there's a little picture of her with having spooned Marmite onto, pass- onto some spaghetti.
2: Ugh, that's so terrible.
0: <laughs> Indeed. She even takes the yeast... The yeast spread on holiday with her and has a number of fancy dress costumes which she enjoys wearing from time to time. Oh! <laughs> in total, she has she has collected more than more than vintage. Oh dear, this is this is badly worded. Um, in, I'm I'm reading this exactly how it's written. In total, she has collected more than vintage two hundred jars of the spread. I think it should be two hundred vintage jars. Of the yeah. <laughs> um, which claim which claims are worth more than six thousand pounds together? Goodness me, proofread your stuff, please. <laughs> Which she claims are worth more than six thousand pounds together. <clears throat> anyway, Shelley, a full-time carer, says I go through a large five hundred gram jar every week. I either have about an inch thick of it on my bread, an inch thick. Blimey, I never have anything an inch thick on bread. No. <laughs> you know, I, I, if I have cheese on a, on the sandwich, I never have it an inch thick.
2: At that point, like, what's and the bread I, for? And it?
0: I like my cheese. <laughs> like, or just go for anyway. Or just go straight in with the spoon. I love to eat Marmite on almost everything. I have it in my stew, stocks, spaghetti bolognese. It might, to be honest, to be fair, it might add something to a spaghetti bolognese. It's the picture of her just <laughs> putting it on pasta raw. Just putting it on its own on pasta, but kind of.
2: I'll let you try that out and let me know how it
0: goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. I buy 26 Marmite sausages from my local butchers. They think I'm crazy. They think I'm crazy, me, when I ask that much for that much. This is difficult to read. <laughs> I also have to take my travel-sized Marmites on holiday with me, but one bottle will only last me a couple of breakfasts. I've collected over 200 jars. I have endless vintage jars from the 70s, ones from around the world, champagne and Guinness Marmites, T-shirt socks, fancy dress costumes, and cycling gear. Jeez. Guinness Marmites, if you don't like either of those things, to me sounds like quite possibly one of the most horrendous things in the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine how that's mean, I mean, I like,
0: I like Guinness, so I mean, you know, for the record. Which reminds me, there are actually Guinness-flavoured crisps you can buy. But anyway. Mm. <laughs> right. Guinness Marmite t-shirts, socks, fancy dress costumes and cycling gear. I have dressed up as a Marmite jar and gone to pop stores. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I even visited the Marmite Monument in Burton dressed as a jar, much to him. Embarrass- you know what? It's funny. It's not written this way, but I'm automatically somehow in my head correcting it. Much to well, because embar- you
2: know it's, like,
0: wrong. <laughs> much, to the embar- much to the embarrassment of my son. There's no... Much to, much to the embarrassment to m- much to embarrassment to my... Much to the embarrassment of my son. That's not what it actually says. Uh, Shelley's husband, Stefan, 50, and their son, Ethan, 60, think her love for the spread is hilarious, according to Shelley, while her dog also enjoys the taste. My husband isn't obsessed, but he has had to learn to like it after being married for me- to me for 20 years, she said. I'm also the admin for a Marmite collector's group. We have 1,600 members, and we sell and trade all things Marmite. Jeez. Shelley's house is covered in Marmite canvases, her kitchen has a Marmite shrine, and her lounge room has a three-foot-tall Marmite shop display filled with jars. My collection has got so big uh, that I now have to put a lot of it in the loft. Up there, I have about 17 boxes filled with jars and items. I want to pass all my collectibles to my son, as it's a brand that will always be worth something. It's an obsession that will never go away, but it hasn't done me any harm so far.
2: All right. Just as a little, this reminds me. I don't know if you've ever seen the show My Strange Addiction,
0: Um, but I've heard of it. I've never seen it.
2: There are people on that show who eat like only one thing for their like pretty much their whole lives. Like people who just eat French fries, people who only eat pizza. Like I feel like she would fit right in on on that show.
0: (laughs) I'm reminded of um. I don't know if I recall this correctly, but I'm reminded of the movie of of a documentary which. The title escapes me but it's about a guy who is trying to basically survive for a certain amount of time purely using craigslist
2: oh yeah it's was it was that craigslist joe
0: yeah that's the one okay (laughs) yeah that's the one and i think there's a scene where he goes to a woman who he goes to i think it's to help a woman clear some space in a house and it's just the place is just filled with all sorts of antique old furniture and all sorts of stuff
2: yeah, I feel like that's going to be this lady, except with Marmite.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, as I said, you either love it or you hate it, and it turns out she really, really does love it. Um, <laughs> crazy. There's one. There's one comment on this article. Oh, um, it says that just says non-story. Thanks, <laughs> th- th- thanks, Internet for that.
2: Just like this is not worth an article at all, and I beg to. I beg to differ. I disagree. It's
0: giving us. It's given, <laughs> it's given us material exactly (laughs) there you go oh it looks like her Marmite costume says my bite on it
2: ha clever
0: yeah anyway there will be a link to the show notes it's um actually actually reminds me um it was around Easter and I noticed that um they were selling Marmite Easter eggs ooh around here and I I very nearly bought one but didn't (laughs) oh no (laughs) I wanted to buy one just to taste it just to see what it tasted of and decided against it
2: just so you could uh Weigh in on, on the debate.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's a uh, Marmite lady and um, there's a superhero or something, Marmite woman. What's her power? <laughs> You'll either look. The villains will either love her or hate her. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. That's the best I could come up with on short notes. Um, and I guess that's that's we'll call that a show. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening, and um, yes, um, we reached um some point in the last month we reached five thousand total downloads for the show since we bega- began it um, which is crazy numbers as far as i'm concerned <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just i just i just find it funny we we just did this thing as oh was it, just an entertaining thing for us to do and maybe one or two people will listen to it um turns it turns out there's a, there's apparently an audience for this <laughs> for a diary podcast
2: people actually listen to us
0: <laughs> yeah so thank you all for listening and continuing to listen and giving us comments and that, as usual. We have a new... Um, you might have noticed at the start of the show, we have um, some shiny new um, intro bits. You know, we just, just decided to get... We actually had um, little intros recorded by an actual professional um, voiceover artist. Yes, um, we're, uh,
2: we're legitimate.
0: By the name of... Um, his um, his name is uh, Rob Morera and if you want to... He is actually a professional voiceover guy. He's done... Ad- ads for TV and all sorts of things. Um, he has a website, robmerera.com. That's um, two B's in Rob. M-O-R-E-I-R-A.com So, you know, check his stuff out if you want. We are on Twitter, as mentioned before. Um, I'm at Ognawk. You can follow the show at Lawndale Lowdown. Facebook is um, facebook.com slash Lawndale Lowdown, or, you know, just search Lawndale Lowdown on Facebook. It'll probably pop up. And the Launday Lowdown.com is the website with all the Previous episodes that you can get from there. Londellodown at gmail.com. That's our email address if you want to send us things. It's all good fun. Um, I was going to say something else, and it's completely escaped me. (laughs) But, you know, we're always open to comments and the like. Um, The next episode we do, as kind of alluded to earlier when we were talking about Mystic Spiral, the next episode along is um, Road Warrior. Which... Is I'm quite a favorite. Excited about yeah it's quite a, quite a favorite amongst them I think I think most Daria fans you find list this as probably one of their favorite episodes of the entire series
2: yeah this is definitely like top five for me
0: <laughs> so we're gonna do that um is there anything you want to add generally people to oh do I do have like one
2: it? quick little uh quick little thing uh, but if you do hop on the Facebook page I have updated with some nice you know there's a new banner and a new icon so there's that. You want to check that out? <laughs> I,
0: completely, I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, we just, it, it's kind of—I kind of like how everything kind of fell nicely together. New artwork for this episode, new voiceover at the start of the show. You know, it, it's all kind of come together nice. The intro music and everything's the same, but you know, hey, uh, we so like much, the <laughs> intro. We like the intro music we have. So, yes. <laughs> why change it? Something we can use without getting potentially sued. I think. <laughs> it necessarily would. <laughs> but trying to get any money out of us we're flat busted <laughs> so we're gonna call it a show anyway as always thank you for listening um, it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from Princess Pasta
2: bye uh, goodbye